niggas know what I'm about, out yeah. I don't do my own home, cause I don't have to. You can run your mouth, I don't care. But if you get too close, I'm gonna clap you. There's too real out here to be scared. A real nigga gon' do whatever he has to. A man is the last thing you should fear. They ain't considered a crime unless they catch you. coast beast coast we we on a world tour <laughs> with Muhammad my man you know you know it's your boy King known uncensored you know what I'm talking about we have another edition of 10 verses and this person here is a southern ambassador this guy came out in the year 1992 and one of the most and one of the greatest duos in hip-hop history this man, every time he hop on a verse, he steals the show. And me, how I caught wind of him, the first time I heard him was in 1996, I believe it was. 
and they was on a, a soundtrack, and they was in uh, the beginning of one of the greatest hood comedies ever made. Not gonna give the movie away because I have a long introduction for this guy. Once I heard this dude rap, I was like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" I copped the soundtrack, and turns out it's this dude. This dude is not only a legend, but this guy has a very interesting catalog. And his group member was one of the most controversial figures in hip-hop history. His group member was outspoken and well ahead of his time. And so was his brother in rhyme. This dude hails from Houston, Texas. Home of the syrup, home of the lean and all that shit. The candy cars, candy painted vehicles with the grilling woman and the motherfucking spikes hanging out the sides of motherfucking tires. My choice for 10 verses today is Bun B. Man, I have to tell you, man, this was a very difficult process. And I'm scared. <laughs> Literally scared because I know people who are Bun B fans who are very passionate about him. And me, I happen to be one of them. It killed me not to have Bun verse from fucking um, Chopping Blaze on there, bruh. It hurt me to not have that's gangster, that last verse. It hurt not to have his verse from Grand Finale on here. It hurt for uh, me not picking a verse from Pocket Full of Stones and Front Back Inside the Side and um, there's another song. Oh, Real Woman. A lot of y'all don't know that song. Yeah, that his verse was great on there. Um, what else? What else? Bun got some. Oh, let me see it. Oh, hurt, hurt not to have that verse from there. Um, yeah, bro. Very difficult process, man. But the ten that I pick, you'll understand why I pick them. I mean. These are what I consider to be Bun's 10 best. Now, it's going to be a theme to this because you have to understand, like, Bun in the mid to late 90s was slaughtering every verse he got on, especially every feature verse. You know, Bun B was the go-to guy because once Pimp C went to jail, like around 02, 03-ish, Bun B was hopping on every song and he went solo. And repped Pimp C to his dying day. Now, number 10. Let's get to it. I don't want to hold y'all niggas up. I know y'all got work and shit. And y'all took y'all time out to listen to me. Oh, yeah. Shout out to everybody in the mother countries outside of the United States that's listening to me. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a regular ass Detroit nigga, man. Straight like that. Lived on the borderline on the suburban side. You feel me? But number 10, this was a feature. This was also featured on UGK album Dirty Bunny as a bonus track. But this was um, mainly featured on Jermaine Dupri's classic album Instructions in 2001. Let me tell you something, man. Bun B killed this verse. There's no way you can't tell me that this nigga ain't killed that shit. If you don't think that this man killed this shit, I think something is wrong with you. And this is just number 10. So my number 10, Bun B verse, 
This Bumby's verse on Money, Holes, and Power by Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, 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 it's the Man, when I first heard that song, I was like, this nigga Bun be still killing. Yeah, because, you know, I also, you know, recognize, I, you know, at first I didn't know Bun B was that dude that was on the uh, Don't Be a Menace to a sound Central soundtrack. I thought that... Um, but then I heard this song in 1997, you know what I'm saying, with Bun on it. It was a feature, but um, we'll get to that in a moment, man. Number nine, Um, we'll get to that story at later on in the show. But number nine, this was featured on Bun B's debut album. It's one of his mo more known verses, I believe. One of his most known songs. That's been sampled a shit ton. I mean, honestly, I hate to say this, but Pimp C had the best verse on this song by far. Even better than Hove. But my number nine verse is Bun B on Get Throat. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I mean, I love Bun B verse on here, but you know, that Pimp C verse right there, if I was to do 10 verses for Pimp C, that would be number one. I ain't gonna lie. I even like I even put that verse over sipping on scissor. Like that Pimp C verse is so iconic. Pimp C P A Trill nigga. Polo fuck that hill figure. What? You better get the fuck out of my face with that. Number eight. Now let's get back to the story that I was trying to tell earlier. I didn't really want to give it away because I wasn't at that position. But now that we here. 1997. I remember, you know, sitting down, watching TV. I was watching MTV. I was a big fan of MTV. I like BET too. 
but we just talking about MTV. I see this video, and this and the, and this song comes on, right? And I was like, "What the fuck? I ain't never seen nothing like this shit before." Like it was these cats, right? It was this group. This is what came on, y'all. I know a lot of y'all gonna be like, "Oh my god, throwback!" This is the song that came on, right? And I seen all these niggas in these cars, bandanas and ice. Yeah, but anyway, Neighborhood Superstar comes on. And I'm like, whoa, who the fuck are these guys? And, and is they album out? Then I'll, I get the album, right? And... um. <sighs> And I'm floored, you know, they have another song called We On Fire. But then there's this one song on here that Bun was on, going back to Bun B, right? And I was like, who is this dude spitting like this? I think this was probably my reintroduction to Bun B because I ain't hear him in two years. I ain't hear Dirty Money until like 97, 98-ish. So I was a little bit late to UGK Dirty Money. So... Then I realized the dude from Don't Be a Menace was Bun B. But number eight, this is a song on Hot Boy's first album called Get It How You Live. And the song is called I'm Coming. Pause. Pause that, right? <laughs> Pause that. But yes, Bun's verse on I'm Coming. You'll understand. This Bun B cat is crazy. Then, you know, one, you know, because it said Bun B of UGK. So that's what led me to getting dirty money. And then, of course, too hard to swallow and and, and, and not dirty money. Fuck, riding dirty, not dirty money. I get those two albums mixed up because they both classics, man. My bad, y'all. Fuck. This is a lot of nostalgia I'm dealing with here. But yeah, that made me get. Um, Riding Dirty That was the album I got Not fucking Dirty Money Dirty Money was 01 But speaking of Riding Dirty Good segue Number 7 Dude It hurt not to put Bun B verse on Fuck My Car On here It hurt not to put Bun B verse on Pinky Ring on here It hurt 
to not put Bun B verse on good stuff on here. I just felt like it was too many and I had to pick one from Riding Dirty. And in my personal opinion, Bun B verse on this album was my number seven choice, Murder. All right, this is number seven, UGK, Murder, Bun B verse. Just number seven. God damn. I forgot how vicious this shit was. Oh my God, bro. Oh man. Maybe I'm starting to think I rate this motherfucker too low, but no, 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 no. I think I got it. But anyway, number six. I don't know, man. I don't know if this is my favorite UGK song, but it's definitely top two. It's definitely top two. And that first verse that bun kicks, even though all the verses were good, I think it was like each one had like a a, a sixteen bar verse, and I think they went back to back and forth on, on on three verses. But my number six bun B verse is his verse on Wood Wheel. Wood Wheel, one of my favorite UGK songs of all time, bro. On on Dirty Money, the album I keep mentioning. <laughs> Yeah, Dirty Money is definitely one of my favorite UGK albums, man. Definitely fucking under it. I couldn't wait. I waited forever for Dirty Money to drop, bro. But let's get it. Composers, all nighters, like posers, but bitch, I try to 
Yeah, you ever get drunk at a party, niggas start rapping and shit? <laughs> I think uh, I had one of them moments and this beat was on. And me personally, I think I killed that shit. That's another story for another day, right? So number five. Oh, man. Bun B and Cash Money are, like, synonymous to each other, especially in the early stages of Cash Money. Like, when they were first breaking through, you know, Cash Money was on the Chitlin circuit in the South trying to move their records or whatever. And they sold a lot of records independently. That's what led to their universal deal. So, this record, even though, I ain't gonna lie, my favorite verse on here isn't even Bun B verse. It's actually Juvenile's verse. That's my favorite. But um, this was featured on BG debut album. This is on BG debut album. Called Chopper City. Chopper City is an underrated album to me. Yeah, so shout out to BG. But this record here, this is one of the greatest rap songs I ever heard in my fucking life. Like, I used to walk around this big-ass thing of CDs, and I used to get all the Cash Money CDs, like all the old ones. You know what I'm saying? I think I got damn near every Cash Money album. Except though that, that Kevin Rudolph and that Jay Sean gay shit. Fuck that shit. Um, but that's probably about it. Like, other than that, I got every single Cash Money album. Well, let's just say I have every single Cash Money rap album. Damn near. Maybe except the BG's True Story. I think that's probably the album that I never got. Like, I'm going to take that back, actually. I'm going to say every Cash Money album, 96 and on, because, you know, I don't have the UNLV albums. I don't have the Kilo G albums. I don't have the Miss T albums and shit like that, because I ain't coming to Cash. I ain't recognized Cash Money until 96, when Chopper City came out. When Chopper City... Um, I saw on you volume one, I think was out then. I think soldier rags. That's when I started fucking with cash money. In 96. Then, you know, the hot boys came out big timers. It's all on you volume one and two. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a real hip hop head. Nigga, I may be from Detroit and all that shit, but I was hip to everything going on, nigga. It's the law in this bitch, nigga. Martial law, nigga. Anyway, man. My number six choice is retaliation. No, actually, no. My number five choice is retaliation. BG featuring Juvenile and Bun B. Yeah, 
Coming to get ya. Bruh. Yeah, this take me back to them days, nigga. When I was like playing on my cash money CDs and shit. Niggas was on. I had them niggas on it. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. <laughs> but number four, right? Bruh. This is one of the most iconic songs in rap history. One of the, you know, it's it's a couple, it's a couple uh, iconic rap songs on here, but this right here, when two of the greatest duos united as one to create such a masterpiece like this, shout out to DJ Paul, by the way, for this beat, and Juicy J, bro, although the most known verse is Andre 3000's verse. Bun B's verse wasn't wasn't trash. I think everybody, Pimp C too, like, shh, incredible. But Bun B, on this song, he went in. My number four verse is Bun B's verse on International Players Anthem. So... Play that shit anywhere. Play that shit anywhere, bro. It's gonna go up. Play that song anywhere. Anywhere, dude. I don't give a fuck, bro. I don't give a fuck. You play that shit anywhere. That shit is like essence, nigga. It's gonna rock. Number three. Sticking with the theme of this. I told you, man. I told you. Bun B. And cash money are synonymous with each other, especially the early days. Now, going back to the year 1997, a lot of these is 96, 97-ish. You look at um, I'm Coming, that was 97. Murder was 96. Retaliation was 96. And this song right here is 96. Man, that was a really good year for Southern Hip Hop. That's kind. Of, those are kind of like underrated years. 96, 97, 98, 98 especially, 98 for Southern Rap, 
was insane. That was the year of DMX and the year of the South in one year. But on this record, Bun B did not slack. This nigga went ape shit on here. I remember getting that How You Love That, Volume 1, Track 2. Lil Wayne had the first verse. Lil Wayne was like, was like six years old. No, I'm just playing. He sounded like he was six. He's kind of, I think he was 14. I think he was on 14. This nigga was 14 on a track with Bun B. Jealous. Because Lil Wayne will use that Bun B lifeline a little bit later in life too, you know, for Drake. But number three. Is Bun B on Big Timers Playboy Don't Hate Me? Man, that nigga went fucking crazy, bro. I don't care what nobody say about the position. You can kiss my ass. If you don't think that man went crazy, I suggest you stop being a hip-hop fan and listen to country music, bitch. But number two, oh my God. This is what we call crunk southern hip-hop royalty here. The names on this list. This was featured on Killer Mike's debut album called Monster. And I think it was a bonus track. But man, this song is incredible. If you ain't never heard it, this is a high. I highly suggest that you um, listen to this song. But um, Killer Mike decided to team up with some of the best rappers from the South. Some of the more popular rappers from the South at that time. This was released in what, 03? Yeah, this was 03 on Killer Mike's album Monster, right? So this featured not only Bun B, but T.I., Lil Jon, and Bone Crusher. And Bun verse on here, let me tell you something. It did something to me, bro. Pause, but now you know what I mean, bro. This shit fucked me up for real. I couldn't believe Bun. But then again... How come in 2003, I was still amazed by what Bun B was doing, despite me having the knowledge, having the UGK knowledge added to my memory bank. But Bun B spit, you could, what you could argue, maybe it's his best verse on this song. Just listen to what he's saying, how he delivers it, and the structure of the rhyme. Fuck. Number two, I give you Bun B's verse 
on Killer Mike's reaction. definitely that verse was definitely fire yeah niggas gonna be like man you put this too high shut your bitch ass up number one oh boy what more can i say after hearing this record i couldn't wait until dirty money dropped because you know you remember when you used to like read the album credits and read the album covers and shit and it would uh show the upcoming releases from the label. Like I used to see that UGK dirty money shit on all the jive albums, you know, the E 40 albums, the R Kelly albums, the, um, two short albums. All those dudes were signed to jive records at the time. So bro, nothing. And I mean, nothing can build the anticipation up. Uh, from <laughs> for an album more than this one particular song and bun b although pimp c stole the show on this song bun b verse is the greatest verse he ever spit and unfortunately it got overshadowed by pimp c's classic eight bars but guess what everybody in this motherfucker that's listening knows what number one is I know what number one is. You know what number one is. Your mama know who number one is. And maybe your auntie know. Maybe your grandma know what number one is. Your uncles know, bitch. Number one. Bun B verse on Jay-Z's Big Pimpin'. Read a book, you illiterate son of a bitch. And step up your vocab, nigga. Scenario. 
Yeah, man. Big Pimpin' was the greatest setup for not only Jay-Z, but UGK. Now, I'll give you the backstory before I get the fuck out of here that I know about Big Pimpin'. Bun B was witty. Bun liked Jay-Z. Pimp C, however, <laughs> Pimp C gave all those niggas a hard time, a hard way to go. Because Pimp C was a huge Tupac fan. And Tupac dissed Jay-Z on a song. And Pimp C just felt like he couldn't trust Jigga. He ain't like Jay-Z at all, bro. <laughs> and Pimp C at the video shoot was being controlling. Like, I don't want to shoot here. Give me my own spot. Give me my own video girl, which was Gloria Velez at the time. A lot of, if y'all, listen, man. If y'all grew up in my era, y'all know who Gloria Velez is. Because y'all read magazines. And when you read these uh, King magazines and all that shit, that oiled up Mexican booty was on a lot of those covers and a lot of those articles and was modeling the ads in that bitch. Okay? You know, that was the era of the video girls. Big Pimpin', the video itself, marketed the video vixen. And... I think that was the video that introduced Superhead to the world. I think Superhead was in Big Pimpin'. Because Big Pimpin' was before I Just Want to Love You. I know that for a fact. But, Pimp C gave them niggas a hard way to go. And Pimp C didn't even like the song, didn't like the concept. That motherfucker just freestyled that. He didn't write it at all. He just wasn't interested so that's why Bun B verse is um 24 bars and Pimp C's is only eight. But I don't think Pimp C knew because Pimp C sought it as I'm gonna get this nigga the wackest ver shit I could think of. And I'm just gonna freestyle. Fuck him. But what he ended up doing was spitting one of the most iconic verses. Of all time, not just from the south. That smoking eye pulling up, keep that lean up in my cup. All my cars got leather and wood. In my hood, they call it book. Everybody wanna ball, holla at bras at the mall. Nigga, what? Man, y'all better stop playing. But I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, man. This is King Known Uncensored, the Southern Ambassador. Ten verses. <laughs>